You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. All right, everybody. I am back. I've been gone for weeks. It's been uh, super sad. I've just been covered up in work and travel. I, even in this time of, of quarantine, I work in the production industry. So, you know, crews are fully masked up and socially distanced and we're mostly like inside ballrooms and all of that stuff. But as you can imagine, with the world and, and a lot of businesses putting all of their content online, there is a, a great demand for live streaming and things like that. So I've just been covered up in that. And Unfortunately, I haven't been able to hang out with you guys, but I'm pumped to be there or be here tonight. I guess the fortunate part is that there really hasn't been a ton of movies that I've missed, even though that's super sad. We were catching up uh, before the show. I did see Hamilton, which was amazing. I know like I'm five years late to that party, but it was great. My wife and I watched it on Disney Plus, and so I am uh, I'm just thrilled to be back. And there's not a better show I could think of to to come back to the screeners than the best of the 90s, the 90s was my decade, people. It was my high school years, my college years, and a couple of years after. And so it was in my sweet spot. So I was very excited to talk about the top 10 best films of the 90s. Now, I know that is not the case for some of our younger hosts. So I'm very <laughs> interested. About? I mean, you know, just, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I, I am very interested to hear your list and see how you put them together. And so these episodes are pretty, uh, pretty full. We've got lots of great films to talk about. So we'll just get right down to it. But I do want to start as we always do when we put these lists together. And we'll start with, uh, let's start with April. April, tell us the methodology behind your list making. How did you put your list together and then give us your number 10 best film of the 90s? Okay, so I put my list together. Well, first I wrote down the ones that I could remember from the 90s that are just, (laughs) you know, fan favorites of mine. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I don't remember what all the movies, what all movies came out of the 90s because they all kind of bled together. So I Googled best movies of the 90s and saw (laughs) lists and lists and lists of action and horror and all of these. I was like, oh, yes, I remember that one. So that's kind of it. Uh, I will say the methodology of putting it together, it was a it was hard because I have so many heart picks because yeah. I was born in 88. So the 90s, I was 2 through 10. So I have a lot of sentimental... L- watching a lot of movies love. on trips between preschool. Yeah. Right. A lot of kids movies, like way more kids movies than I've ever considered for any other list. So um, yeah, but I also have some movies on here that are not kids that I just love but also I'll just say I know that I passed up maybe better quality films that Mm -hmm. would normally be on a top 10 but I don't care because if I was being honest like this is my top 10 so all um, right so what's your that's 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 fair so what is uh what's your number 10 so my number 10 best film of the 90s is a brilliant film that makes me laugh to this day and that is Happy Gilmore. Nice. Happy Gilmore, yes. <laughs> wow, oh, that's great. I still quote that movie times. sometimes when necessary. And it's always necessary, so. 
Excellent pick. Excellent pick. Well, joining us tonight virtually in the theme of 2020 and quarantine is our co-host, Tyler. Tyler was unable to be with us tonight, but he spent an inordinate amount of time, I would imagine, organizing and recording his picks. And so we're going to now hear from Tyler, who's going to tell us about the 90s and how he put his list together. Tyler, take it away. So I had the same scientific way of coming up with my list that everybody else did um, and that I always have. I think uh, every time I make one of these lists is I go, okay, well, here's one film and do I like this second film a little bit better? And then I just rank them. Um, man, the, 90, the 1990s had um, – well, it had some, some terrible, terrible movies in the 90s. But uh, it also had some movies that just absolutely completely moved me. Uh, that were that are some of the most important movies in at, like as I just think about film, uh, as I think about what I what movies impacted me. So um, I really loved coming up with this list. It was actually a, it was it was difficult, but it was really fun to come up with this list. So Daniel, now Tyler, without having to divulge your age, Tyler is your older brother. Is that correct? Yeah, I have no problem. Div- di- di- uh, I'm no- <laughs> I have no problem uh, telling you how old I am. Uh, yeah, Tyler is six years older than me, so he was born in '86, and I was okay. born in '92. So that, so that's I, I'm I really uh, for you the other list alive for some of the '90s. Correct. Mm. So mm. so for what's interesting about this list, Tyler's been with us for our best of the 2000s and best of the 2010s, and for those two lists, I I kind of knew what was going to be on Tyler's list because. We we you know we watched a lot of those, those movies, movies together. together yeah. Nineties, yeah. I'm kind of like, I, I have a guess at one or two, but for the most part, I'm kind of like, huh. I actually don't really know what's going to be on his list. I'm very curious to see what this uh, uh, turns out to be, and I'm sure I will get to uh, mock him without him defending himself. So I'm really excited for that too. <laughs> Perfect opportunity. So with that in mind, let's hear from Tyler on what his number ten pick of the nineties is. My number ten film. Uh, is a film that uh, that that broke this director, um, uh, you know, onto the onto the big scene. Uh, as a director that had a, a meteoric rise, and then you know, qu- quite soon after, had a pretty spectacular fall. Although he's making a bit of a comeback. Uh, number ten here is M Night Shyamalan's The Sixth Sense. Uh, man, um, it's a movie that that rewards rewatching more than maybe. Uh, more than most other movies, at least, um, it is suspenseful. It's thrilling. The performances are fantastic. Um, Tony Collette doesn't get talked about enough for it. Uh, Haley Joel Osment, of course, is is fantastic as this little kid. Bruce Willis does a great job. Uh, but The Sixth Sense, I think, is a masterpiece of uh, certainly script writing as well as um, as well as direction. It is a great film. So that's my number ten, The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense. All right. You don't hear the words masterpiece and screenwriting when you're talking about Shyamalan very often these days. Hmm. Uh, but The Sixth Sense, do you, did you guys, were you old enough to watch The Sixth Sense back when it was popular or did you catch up with it later? No, I didn't see it until I already knew the spoiler. Mm. No it. way. Yeah. Really? It was kind of ruined for me. So whatever. 20 years late to it. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I caught up with it l- later on as well, but but I don't think it was spoiled for me by the time I saw it. So, uh, yeah. So I, I think it's a phenomenal uh, movie still. Even when you watch it, you can kind of still pick up on what was so special about the film and also how those those unique things about Shyamalan, about Shyamalan who it kind of turns into what's been negative about his filmography as well. You can kind of see how the things got out of control for him. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's phenomenal film still though. 
Yeah, it's a solid pick and uh, one of the more, maybe the most epic twist moment I've ever yes. experienced in the theater. My audience yeah. not only gasped, but after they gasped, they could they started talking out loud. I mean, it was it was pretty intense, and and it is a great movie that still holds up. I agree. All right, so that brings us to you, Daniel. Tell us about how you put your list together, and then tell us what your number ten pick is. Yeah, so I was negative two years old uh, through <laughs> through eight years old. You get off my lawn. <laughs> so uh, so that's this was it made this list interesting to put together for me, right? Uh, I was born in this decade, but uh, so so almost all of these films I caught up with after the fact, right? But sure. But these were the films that, as I got into high school, uh, you know, and started really, you know, really loving film and catching up on, uh, you know, R-rated movies that I wasn't allowed to watch when I was younger or whatever. These were the films that I caught up on for for, for the most part, right? These were the the mo- recent films, recent classics, recent hits, and so I love these movies. I love the 90s for film i think it is a great decade for movies i love the oscar movies um i love the the independent kind of surge uh of the 90s yeah i i really yeah i love the 90s so this was a great list to uh to put together so my number 10 film is uh one of the best films of the 90s and it also spawned one of the best shows of the 2010s uh, and that is the Coen Brothers masterpiece, Fargo. Mm. Fargo. Uh, All right. I still think it's their best movie, and that is really saying something considering how many wow. incredible movies they've had. But it, the movie, the best thing about it is its tone. It, it's a perfect tone. It, it's it's funny, but also legitimately tense and thrilling. And uh, Francis McDormand's performance is really incredible. So, uh, mm. so yeah, so that's my 10th favorite film of the 90s. I don't wow, it's it. a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's a great pick. I I don't know that I think it's their best film, but it's certainly in the conversation for sure. sure. So I put my list together very much, almost half and half heart pick versus what I think is uh, an argument to what would be a better actual film. And when you when you do it that way, typically for me, it shakes out that your your six through ten is usually more of the heart nostalgia picks. And then when I get up into the high cotton of one through five, then it's one of the situations where I try to pick the better film. Now, it was a little bit complicated because my I really began to fall in love with film at the end of my high school years. And so that would have been 93, 94. A lot of the movies that were 91 to 94, I I watched them, but they're not as nostalgic for me as essentially starting in 94 to to the end of the decade. So I tried to balance all that out. And I know already, I can already hear you guys, you're about to make fun of me, and I don't care. I need to tell you that I don't care what you're about to say to me, uh, because you've mocked me for this pick, because I'm every time we play Flick Chart, I get mad when you guys pick against it. <laughs> but my number 10 movie of the decade is Jerry Maguire. I knew it. I love it. Yep. I want everybody to see you for what you are. The best kept secret in the NFL. You are the man. You ready? Yep. Let's go. Let's walk. Jerry Maguire. What can I do for you, Rod? Show me the money. Show me the money! Money! Can you sign my card? Sorry, little fella. I can't sign this brand of card. Only Pro Jam Blue Dot cards. And lately, it's getting worse. Came here to let you go. Pardon me? I came here to fire you, Jerry. 
I love it, and I don't care. I can't help it. Now, this is purely a nostalgia pick. When I watch it now and I compare it against, it's certainly very rewatchable, but when uh, you know, when I compare it against a lot of my honorable mentions that we'll talk about later, it's for sure not as good a movie, but my heart wants what it wants, guys. It's number 10, Jerry Maguire. I like that movie. Hello. I'm with it. I'm there. Yeah, you had me at hello. It's pretty rough. I, I'm going to tell a very embarrassing story. It'll be very quick. So I was dating a girl in uh, in college, and we were having a little bit of a spat, a little bit of a spat. And I actually wrote, this was back when you before you emailed everybody. So I actually wrote her a letter, and I used the line. I didn't say you had me at hello, but I said something like you had me at something. And I regret it to this day. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it, di- it did not work. But at the same time, I thought that I was super romantic. I was not. But I wanted to admit that to the world. It happened. Oh, wow. That's the power of cinema, people. All right. So with that out of the way, let's now go to our number nine picks. Back to you, April. What's your number nine? Yes. So um, I first saw this movie uh, probably early. It might have been 2000. Uh, it was like one of the first R-rated movies. That I was allowed to watch. So I was like 11 or 12 maybe. Anyway, I watched it while I was on a mission trip to South Africa. And the movie takes place in Africa. So it was kind of like this, I don't know, just felt extra special. Because it felt like I was really close to being eaten by a lion. And it's got a terrible review on Rotten Tomatoes, which I didn't realize until I made this list. But I don't care. That is The Ghost in the Darkness with Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer. Okay. Yeah, I love that movie. Okay. I have actually not seen that movie. Really? It has like this... So I read... I was like, why do people hate this movie? And uh, apparently they don't like that it gets kind of supernatural and spiritual at the end. But that was honestly what I loved about it. So there's that. And my dad, who was a preacher, used this movie and showed clips in church sometime as a sermon illustration. So special. Special. Okay. All right. All I'll, right. I'll need to go watch it. All right. Well, let's go back to Tyler. Tyler, tell us what is your number nine pick. My number nine pick is what I would say is the greatest action movie of all time. That is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I don't care what you guys are going to say about Mad Max Fury Road being the greatest action movie of all time. I would say without Terminator 2 Judgment Day, we would not have had Mad Max Fury Road. It's a it's a movie that is um, it is thrilling from top to bottom. It is a relentless chase the entire time. It upends our expectations after Terminator 1. James Cameron is at the top of his game. Arnold Schwarzenegger is at the top of his game. Linda Hamilton, everybody in this movie is are at the top of their games. And it is a phenomenal perfect action movie with heart it's a movie that is just fun uh, i watched that way too young i watched it when i was uh, in a I, I watched it in our basement with a pilfered uh from a friend's house vhs copy i just absolutely adore this movie i think it's one of the best movies of all time let alone the best action movie period full stop there was a lot of hyperbole wow. in that review. Full stop. Wow. Full Perfect. stop. The greatest <laughs> action movie of all time. Uh, all I'm, right. He feels pretty strongly about it. Look, I like Terminator 2, but uh, I'm not sure that I see the connection between that and Mad Max Fury Road, but uh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I don't think your brother agrees with you, Tyler, that it's the greatest <laughs> it's action a, movie of all time. It's a perfect movie, Daniel. 
Did uh, you yeah. hear him? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. It's in the conversation for best action movie of all time, for sure. It's it's and it broke ground. It's it's hard to look back on it now. So here's my old man hat. The special effects related to the T one thousand and the liquid effects and all that were groundbreaking yeah, at the time. Yeah. So that movie revolutionized the the special effects industry and you know, it's just Jim Cameron. He he does action like nobody else. So mm-hmm. anyway. Can't hate on that pick too much, but let's get to you, Daniel. What is your number nine? My number nine is uh, probably the only film on the list that I actually saw in the 90s, and that is uh, that is The Lion King. Um, mm. All right. Uh, one of the highlights of the 90s as a whole, it was the Disney Renaissance. There's no question that some of the best, the, some of the best animated films of all time are from the 90s. And so I had to pick one for the list. And, and uh, Lion King is just a phenomenal story, incredible characters, and some of the best songs and scores uh, of the 90s uh, as a whole as well. So still so enjoyable, despite the terrible remake. It's phenomenal. So there you go. I uh, I agree. The remake was was horrible for sure. Uh, I am curious with uh, with the two of you how many uh, kids movies or animated movies we get. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Okay. Well, my number nine uh, is a film that I believe I shared the story on the podcast before. It was probably the most moved that I had ever been uh, in the theater, not from the movie, but what from what happened after the movie. And my number nine is. Saving Private Ryan. Mm. It goes without saying that the opening is amazing and unbelievable and changed the way that war films were shot from a a, a reality standpoint. It also is one of the worst losses for Best Picture in the history Mm -hmm. of the Oscars, if not the worst. And I like Shakespeare in Love. That movie's certainly fine, but come on. But at the ending of this film, I saw this in Chattanooga, Tennessee with a group of um, a group of friends from college and we were we were seniors. We went and saw this and I had a class with with someone that you two may know, Dr. Kaling, yeah. and we were all talking about the Oscars that year and so he was it was the coolest idea. He was actually giving extra credit for all of us if we would see all of the best picture nominees. So a group from the class went and at the end, it was already emotional, but when the credits began to roll and the uh, screen goes black, credits began to roll, there were there was a gentleman who we didn't realize this because we got in and it was dark who was clearly a, a World War II veteran and he was actually dressed in his with medals and the whole deal and he stood up and he saluted through the entire credits Aww. like he was wow. saluting the movie and, and he he had a tear in his eye and of Aww. course everybody in the theater is crying and it was just a really it was just a really beautiful you know kind of moment and so that maybe has rubbed off on it a little bit because I feel like for some reason Saving Private Ryan has been kind of pushed over to the side. It's just kind of, yeah, it's a nice film, but it's a really magnificent film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really, from from top to bottom. So it's my number nine. Nice. Awesome. Very, very good pick. Yeah, no question. It's uh, it's it's incredible what they, what they were able to accomplish with the realism, for sure. So, nice. all right. That's our number nines. Now we're going up to number eight. So back to you, April. What is your number eight of the 90s? So my number eight film is Um, Also a film that I saw in the 90s. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, I remember just thinking as a child how cool it was because the cartoons looked real looking because I didn't know uh, what computer animated meant at the time. So this was Pixar's very first film. And that is, of course, Toy Story. Yes. Nice. Great pick. 
and it holds up so well because it's a great story. Absolutely. Very good Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. All right, Tyler, let's go to you. Tell us what your number eight film is. So my number eight pick is Richard Linklater's Before Sunrise. And man, it's a movie that I think is the first movie that I really thought after I watched it, man, I wish that I could write this movie. I wish that I had written this movie or I, I had written a novel that, that did this. And it's probably one of the, the movies that stylistically as a, as a burgeoning writer has, has, um, has impacted me and made me want to uh, write in this style, move in this style. I didn't know movies could really do this, that could be that freewheeling and kind of meandering and yet still incredibly compelling. The acting is great. Uh, Ethan Hawke, Julie Delpy, they're both magnetic in this film. It really is a film that rewards rewatching. It's a, a film that is just engaging on philosophical levels and romantic levels and it's just it's a it's a it's a really really fantastic movie and and i think that it was my first link later film and so it just really introduced me to a a whole new world of filmmaking tyler with uh with the link later pick uh, i must confess that uh the entire before trilogy is a blind spot for me i've not seen any of them yeah, oh, and wow. I know that I'm going to fall madly in love with them when I do because they it seems like uh, they're my type of films, but I have not seen them yet. So I can't really speak to this. Have you guys seen uh, seen before? I have not. I'm with oh, you. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Yeah. Uh, I know. It's on my honorable mentions. Um, I, that was one. I rewatched some of these movies, not not very many, uh, to prep for this list. That was one that I really, really wanted to rewatch, and it's not streaming anywhere. I don't own them. So, right. uh, so I, did, I didn't rewatch it, but uh, I, I think if I had, it might have cracked my top ten, um, but it's, it's in my honorable mentions for now. It is, it's really remarkable. It is a uh, beautifully written, uh, great love story, and the way that uh, they've revisited it over the years has been perfect. So, uh, yeah, you guys really need to check I it out. I really think, I think both it. of you would love this series a lot. I think part of it, because it's not easily accessible right now, yeah, that's part of the, yeah. part of the problem, but yeah. I definitely want to see them. So, Daniel, let's go to you. What is your number eight? Number eight is the greatest best picture win of the 90s, and I just realized that that's a spoiler for what I'm not including on the rest of my list, (laughs) but uh, that's where we're at. The best best picture of the 90s is Silence of the Lambs. You spook easily, Starling. Not yet, sir. He's past the others. The last cell. I'll be watching. You'll do fine. Got real physical strength, cautious, precise, and he's never impulsive. He'll never stop. I'll help you catch him, Clary. Believe me, you don't want Hannibal Lecter inside your head. But he's a monster. Pure psychopath. So rare to capture one alive. So close to the way you're gonna catch him. Do you realize that? Oh, Clary, your problem is you need to get more fun out of life. It Ah. is so well-crafted and terrifying even though i wouldn't i wouldn't consider this a horror movie um it's just it's just a thrilling film uh anthony hopkins performance was immediately iconic i mean everyone knows that character everyone knows Mm -hmm. that character um and the film really holds up so well both as a commentary for women in positions of power and things like that it's it's really really excellent so silence of the lambs there you go 
Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that the uh, performance was uh, undeniable. How many Academy Awards did that win? Do you remember, Daniel? I don't remember off the top of my head, but I, it won the. It swept the big five, which is picture, director, screenplay, actor, and actress. Uh, it's right. one of three films to have done that. I seem to remember watching that live and thinking, man, it's cleaning up, and I was so excited because horror, and this is, I mean, you can make an argument whether this is a true horror film or not, but is often so wrongly ignored, in my opinion, by the Academy. All right, so my number eight is a film that is certainly not a feel-good film, but it's a movie that I think is the perfect Western, Uh, and it's Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. This movie is, it's painful to watch, but I love the idea of the story i mean it's kind of a reworking of the old trope of you know one last job before you know before i die uh but the performances are magnificent the cinematography is breathtaking the score is great and it just feels like an authentic western from a quality standpoint unforgiven is really tough to beat nice yeah unforgiven is great definitely one of Clint eastwood's best for sure all right so that takes us now to our number seven april what is your number seven Number seven, I saw this after the fact as well, but I think I, I saw it still in the 90s. And this was one of the first kind of scary movies that I saw. I mean, it's not really a scary movie, but um, for a 12-year-old, it was scary. Um, I just remember being just lost in this world and thought it was super cool and amazing. And oh my gosh, dinosaurs. And of course, that's Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> yes. Chris is very upset that he is not here because this is unquestionably his number one of the decade. <laughs> uh, and of all he, time. Uh, of all yeah, time. Yeah, and of all time. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, if you walk into Chris's office today, he has posters of it on his wall and he talks about how it, it changed his life. So, yeah, I'm sure he's bummed not to be here. Mm. So, were you scared when you watched it or was it thrilling or was it a combination I of mean, all? I mean, it was kind of like, I mean, yeah, it was scary. There's several times that people almost die or do die mm-hmm. from yeah. being eaten by dinosaurs and yeah. when you're 12 and i mean i was somewhat sheltered as a kid so it's not like i saw a lot of other stuff i was like i mean it was i probably dreamed about it you know. <laughs> yeah that was another groundbreaking special effect film as yeah. well jurassic park fantastic fantastic all right let's go to tyler tyler tell us about your number seven pick so my number seven film is another film by richard linklater i didn't actually realize it until i was just looking at it uh, it's dazed and confused, and so if if Before Sunrise sort of made me realize, oh, I want to, I wish I could write this way as a filmmaker or as as a as a burgeoning writer, dazed and confused really honed in for me on the type of movie that just that just does it for me on just about every level, every emotional level. Um, dazed and confused does the coming of age story, the really focused single night kind of like i guess before sunrise the single night coming of age story so well it hits this wide group of people some of them are terribly unlikable but eminently watchable some are incredibly likable and you are just rooting for them some are so painfully awkward or off-putting like matthew mcconaughey's character and ben affleck's character you but man it's it's i think it's a perfect film the the soundtrack is fantastic the the cast is pitch perfect and yeah, it's a it's a film I can watch again and again and again and still love it every single time. So my number seven is Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. All right. Any other fans of Dazed and Confused? I, I love Dazed and Confused. Nobody does a hangout movie like Richard Linklater. And, and that's true. Uh, and that's that's one of the best. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Honestly, April, have you seen it? Yeah, I have seen it. Um, 
I, I mean, for whatever reason, that film just never really stuck with me. I remember liking it, but it was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually on that train with you, April. I, I, I like it quite a bit, but I never clicked over into the I love it. I just kind of enjoyed it and thought, OK, that was good. Yeah, it's good. Which sounds so reductive when you're like, yeah, it was good. It's fine. You made a movie. <laughs> right. I know. It's like, it's been hours. The filmmakers deserve right. better. Excellent. Excellent. All right, uh, Daniel, uh, let's go to you. What's your number seven? My relationship with my number seven pick has kind of actually been changing a little bit. Um, prior to rewatching it for this list, I had it placed actually in my top five films of all time. And now it's mm. gone down uh, a little bit. Obviously, it's my number seven of just of the 90s. I, I still love so much about it. Uh, it's It's Fight Club. Yeah, okay. I, I think maybe my uh, maybe it's been going down a little bit for me. Just be, maybe some of the the more anarchic kind of elements sit a little bit different with me they, than they did in years past. But it's still so well made, one of the best twists ever, and and so much social commentary and uh, a great adaptation of the book. And yeah, it's a it's a really phenomenal film. So uh, so yeah, so that's my number seven. Yeah, it's hard to argue with uh, with Fight Club. Uh, it's it became so iconic mm-hmm. it just in in every it permeated pop culture even yeah. today yeah, even it's, today it's, it's yeah. still it's very, in our spoiler our yeah. spoiler buffer you mm-hmm. know the one rule is don't talk about fight club yeah. i mean it's everywhere everyone knows that yeah all right well my number seven is a film that i remember i think this was the first movie that i saw in the theater more than three times and it was just very exciting it changed the game and it's the matrix it's the wachowski's the matrix i it's i believe and this is one of those it's it is it is sci-fi but it also is super actiony and it's a mashup of all those things and it still holds up i mean it's the special effects are were groundbreaking there are a lot of things going on it it merges a lot of different religious philosophies and it's just a really interesting take now the sequels were not as successful but the first one is still just a just a great film and i love love the matrix yeah I love the I, matrix yeah, it's it's really excellent. We I just rewatched it the other night uh, to to prep for this list. It, it's on my honorable mentions. Didn't make my top ten, but there's really nothing quite like it, and nothing nothing like that would get made in the same way today. It's just so yeah. unique. So yeah, it's really good. It is, and I always anytime the Wachowskis are brought up, I have to make sure to plug Speed Racer. It's underrated, people. It's mm, really good. I Go can't. See it. I, I don't understand that. Yeah, you do. You do. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go now to our number six picks. April, what do you got? Well, you know, guys, sometimes top ten lists are full of chocolate. You never know what film you're going to (laughs) get. Wow. Wow. Uh, She's been saving that one. She's been saving it. (laughs) I literally thought about it last round. I was like, oh, that's good. No, that's so cheesy. Obviously, it's Forrest Gump. Hello. My name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. Would you like a chocolate? Oh, thank you. It's funny what a young man recollects. You're the same as everybody else. You are no different. Your boy's different. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. I'm Jenny. I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. She was my most special friend. My only friend. We was together all the time. We was like peas and carrots, Jenny and I. You wouldn't believe it if I told you, but I can run like the wind blows. Who in the hell is that? And there's Forrest Gump, coach. Just a local idiot. I never thought it would take me anywhere. I love that movie. I remember being younger and watching it and just being fascinated with the time. Like, I know it's, like, not, like, 
super historical, but there's some historical elements to it that I just found um, very fascinating. And yeah, I just really love that movie. There's a lot of heart there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I love Forrest Gump. I love it. There was there was a, for some kind of pushback on it uh, over the years, but uh, I think it's great. It's got great performances. It's sweet. It's funny. It's yeah. I think it's yeah. Great. I don't understand the pushback for it. Like I've heard, yeah. I've been hearing people over the last probably ten years starting hating on Forrest Gump. Mm. I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. We it was like everybody loved Forrest Gump, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's not cool to like Forrest Gump. But I like it so. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't fully understand the pushback. I definitely. I, I mean, I, I understand some of the. I think some people have problem with you know making a joke of of AIDS and things like that, which I, I, I guess I understand, but I don't think the film makes a joke of it. But yeah, I, I think it's a. I think it's a great. I think it's a great movie. Great kind of. I love the kind of epic uh, scope. Kind of see the whole life of a person. I, I, I love that kind of uh, that kind of film. So yeah, it's great. I agree. I agree. Great movie. All right, Tyler, let's see what you think is the sixth best film of the 90s. My number six film, which actually surprises me that it's this low on the list, but like I said, man, the 90s, just there are some epic movies in this list. My number six film is Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. I think that this film is so just mind-boggling and such a study kind of like Linklater and is in Days and Confused. He's, he, it's a study in this focused single night narrative. Pulp Fiction is this study in non-chronological storytelling and this, and this study in format and suspense and, um, and mood and, and tone. Pulp Fiction is one of those movies that just, um, is, is at the top of the charts. It's just absolutely fantastic. It isn't my favorite Tarantino of all time. Like I, like I have said before on this podcast, once upon a time in Hollywood, I think is his best movie. Uh, you guys can all fight me on that. I know that you guys are all going to groan and make fun of me for that. Uh, and, uh, and followed, you know, closely by inglorious bastards. But, um, but man, Pulp Fiction is a fantastic movie that, uh, that deserves rewatching, deserves discussion. And yeah, it's, it's an excellent, excellent film. Okay, who wants to groan and make fun of him first? Who wants I want to, to make fun of him, not necessarily for his film choice, but because he said he was surprised at where it landed on his list. Like, he didn't make his own list. <laughs> anyway, that was it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is definitely not his best no, film. No, it is not. Uh, no, definitely not. No, I mean, no, it's no. good. It's very good, but it's not his best film. Interesting. I mean, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, let's go to you then, Daniel. What is your number six? My number six is a film I rewatched just last night, and it is still so good. And that's the Shawshank Redemption. Um, yes, it, it's, yeah. it's slow and feels almost old-fashioned in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. It, it really feels classic, and and that's what the film has turned out to be. It's a classic, and um, it's heartbreaking, grand, epic, hopeful. Uh, I really just I love everything about it, and it deserves all the praise that it gets it's i know it, it's kind of overhyped like it's the number one film on imdb and has been for years but uh I don't, it deserves it it's it's an amazing movie it's phenomenal so there you go shawshank redemption yeah nobody's gonna argue with that for sure i mean uh it's impossible almost impossible not to just walk away from this movie feeling hopeful about yeah. about life get busy living or get busy dying you know That's it's right. uh, mm-hmm. yeah permeated the culture uh as well and um it is all and i say all that 
uh, because it is also my number six. Nice. It's also my number ah. six pick for the exact same reasons. It's it's hopeful. It's wonderful. Uh, stellar performances. Iconic writing. Mm. I mean, there's so many there's so many metaphors visually uh, in this film that work with the with the birds and yeah. there's just just a lot of a lot of and at the core of it is this mystery about did he do it? Did he not do it? And so it's compelling just on that level. Uh, it's just a really fine finely crafted film and that's why it stood the test of time all these years later yep so sure uh is. so great pick all right we're to our top five are we ready to go five three four three two one let's go to you april number five okay so uh this film has already been mentioned and i definitely saw it way after the fact um but absolutely loved it saw it in college and then when my friends found out that i had never seen it before they were about to disown me and then i said no no, no i'll watch it and so then we watched it and um loved it and that is, of course, The Matrix. All right. Nice. Yes. And actually, I've thought about that movie a few times in the last few months because I feel like life's real crazy right now. And sometimes I'm like, okay, when are they going to pull the plug on this whole thing? <laughs> are, we in the, are we in the simulation? Yeah, are we in it right now? <laughs> Something's glitching. For sure. Anyway. For sure. All right. So now let's go to Tyler. Tyler, tell us about your number five. So my number five film is a horror film. It's the only one that I have on this list, although I guess you could argue that The Sixth Sense might be. But The Blair Witch Project is my number five film, and it is, it's not the film that invented the found footage genre. It's the one that perfected it. It, it made found footage financially viable. It made this ultra-low-budget, kind of virally-marketed film uh, just such a, such a phenomenon. I, I remember when it came out, although I didn't see it when it came out, uh, because we weren't allowed to watch movies like that, and uh, that's fine, I guess. But uh, but I watched it. I watched it so many times since then, I couldn't even count it. And I still, despite the fact that I have watched it uh, again and again and again, I still have a hard time watching the last few seconds of it, just because I know I'm going to see something. I know that you know it's it's this you know I know it's a terrifying ending, and um, yeah. So it's it's just a film that still affects me today, and I absolutely love it. If you haven't seen the Blair Witch Project, go find it. Go watch it. It is excellent. Blair Witch. Wow. Do you guys remember the? Were you old enough to remember the kind of the furor around that film when it released? I remember no. seeing the trailers on TV for it and being terrified. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the major things about this, it wasn't just the found footage thing that it kind of kicked off. They did a website, and this is, again, for you kids, it's hard for you to put your head in this space. This was before the days when movies having websites was just a common thing, when websites themselves were kind of a magical thing. And they did a website where they made it seem like the the people that disappeared, it was a real news story. Mm -hmm. And it took over the world. I mean, people were... There were arguments, as you can imagine, in 2020. Uh, there were arguments on both sides. Both sides convinced that they were right and wrong, that people were saying, this is real, this is real. And so the marketing effort completely worked, and it, it became a worldwide phenomenon. It was crazy because people would see the movie, and they were convinced that it was actually found footage. So uh, it was nuts. And I agree with Tyler. It, the ending of this film is still creepy today. It is still creepy today. Have you guys had a chance to, to see this? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a it's a great movie. I'm I'm a little surprised to see it in his top five, but uh, but no, it's a great movie. Uh, what about no, you, April? You're I, not a big horror fan, right? No, I haven't, and I will not be seeing this, especially if it's a terrible ending. So, 
<laughs> well, <laughs> hard shut down there. It's, no, it's actually a no. great ending, but, but it's a legit- terrifying. Ending. It is. It's legitimately scary and creepy yeah. for sure. Okay, how does it compare to Paranormal Activity? To the original Paranormal Activity? Yes. I actually think Paranormal Activity, the original, is a scarier film. Well, I've this, seen that. Yeah, I think you'd be able to. It's it's definitely dated. I mm-hmm. I, I won't. I'm not even going to go as far as as uh, Daniel and say it's a great movie. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's perfectly fine. But the ending is creepy. I think there are a lot more scary moments throughout uh, Paranormal Activity, the first one. So if you could handle Paranormal Activity, I think you'd be fine with this one. Okay. I don't think you're going to see it, but I think you could. Handle it. Yeah, I probably still won't see it, but it's good to know that I could. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think you could. Uh, okay, cool. That's Tyler's number five. Let's go to you, Daniel. What's your number five? My number five is a movie that has been named already, and it is, dare I say, the best war movie of all time, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yes, um, yes. The, like I already said, the, the intensity of the D-Day scene uh, holds up. I mean, it still kind of hasn't been matched, and it's mind-blowing to watch still, especially knowing how different the special effects landscape was back then. I mean, they definitely yeah. had CGI, but not not nearly to the extent that they do now, so... So yeah, it's kind of incredible. And how many famous actors were in this movie before they were famous? Um, yeah, it's it, watching it again. It's you're like, oh, I forgot that Paul Giamatti or Vin Diesel or all these people right. were in it. Like, it's kind of crazy. So uh, yeah, so it's it's powerful. Sometimes tough to watch, uh, but deservedly so. So uh, Saving Private Ryan's my number five. It's a fantastic movie and a fantastic pick. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my number five uh, is a film that has also already been mentioned, and it is Silence of the Lambs. For all of the reasons that you mentioned, Daniel, to say the character of Hannibal Lecter is iconic is just not even big enough. I mean, it just you can go anywhere in the world 20 years later, 30 years later, however long it's been. And people know this character. Uh, Anthony Hopkins' performance is legendary, and the story is great. The The writing is fantastic. The cinematography, it all lends itself to a film that won multiple Academy Awards. So mm-hmm. nothing else to say about it there. It's just that good. So my number five is also Silence of the Lambs, which now brings us to our number four. April, what do you got? Well, this movie just means a lot to me and I really can't even tell you why, but I have a very deep attachment to it, and there was literally... There were times in college that I would just go into my dorm room and watch this movie alone because I just loved it so much, and it's weird. It's just a weird affinity for this movie, but it is a great movie, and this is one of the few movies on my list that I think is worthy of actually being on it as far as a quality film, Um, and that is The Truman Show. Coming to you now from the largest studio ever constructed, it's The Truman Show! Yeah! Good morning! Good morning! Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. (laughs) What if? No scripts, no cue cards. Morning, Spencer! How's it going? What if you were watched every moment of your life? How many cameras you got there in that town? 5,000. I believe Truman is the first child to have been legally adopted by a corporation. That's correct. Brilliant. What if everyone you knew was pretending? Hi, honey! Look what I got at the checkout. Dishwasher safe. Mm-hmm. The Truman nice. Show. All I right. I love this movie. <laughs> it's so good. I don't know why. I really couldn't even explain to you why I love it so much. It's just, I just love it. Yeah, it's good. I, you know, I have, I have, I think I've seen it twice, but it has been so long. I have a hard time remembering how I actually feel about it. I know I like it, but I just don't know that I have any strong feelings about it. Hmm. Daniel, what about you? Do you, you like it? 
Yeah, yeah, you should definitely go rewatch it. it, it it's uh, it's got a lot to say. It's it's a really remarkable movie. I think it's the mm-hmm. first film I saw with Jim Carrey just being like it was the first time I really saw him as an actor. If that makes right. sense, not just yeah. comedic, but yeah, it, it's just it's funny, but it's got heart, and I don't know, it's I just love it. That's great, The Truman Show. All right, all right, I definitely need to revisit that for sure. I don't mean I don't have anything else to watch these days. I might as well. <laughs> So, all right, let's go to Tyler and let's hear about his number four. My number four film is a movie that I have watched every single year for probably the last 10 at the very least. I've taught it. I teach it every single year. I think it's one of the most important films to come out of the 90s. I think there's so much discussion-worthy content, particularly, I think it's actually gotten more discussion-worthy with each passing year. This is The Truman Show starring Jim Carrey. It is a masterpiece of filmmaking. It was so prescient. It was so ahead of its time. I remember when it came out, and you know, we didn't. Reality TV wasn't really a thing yet. Not in, not at least in the way that it became. And we were talking about like, what is you know, what is this? There's no way this thing can happen. There's no way that somebody's going to have cameras following you all the time. And and while maybe. You know, supposedly, I guess you know that's up for for discussion. We really aren't in a a uh, um, a simulation like a matrix like simulation or something like that where we're being followed by cameras all the time. Uh, although, you know, depending on your level of paranoia, we absolutely are. The Truman Show, I think, is a, a film that, despite the the sort of predictive the technology and entertainment predictions that it made, it also is a film that talks so deeply about the nature of humanity. You know, who are you? Can you can you be made you know by these outside forces or are you intrinsically who you are? It's such a an important film. I think it's a, a film that's it's deeply funny. It's sad. I, I still laugh at it when I watch it. Um, I watch it with with my eighth graders every single year and they I, I watch their minds get blown as they realize what you know film can do sort of so i i absolutely love this film and uh i hope that it's that i hope that i hear that it's on some of your guys's lists good timing there oh tyler my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> i knew that was gonna be on his list he has it. the longest lead up to before he says his <laughs> films. And he, i think he like goes through a dictionary and just looks up like adjectives and just lists the, all the positive ones before he gets to the name of the film i love it that you're critiquing his critiquing is not here it's beautiful <laughs> But yeah, hey, those are a lot of the reasons awesome. that I like it since I didn't actually say any. So there you go. All right. Well, that's good. I, I that's that's great. So maybe we'll hear from it again. I don't know. That's two and that's in the top five. And we're going to try to have some sort of consensus on what our overall pick would be. So that's it was number four for both of you. All right, Daniel, let's go to you. What's your number four? My number four is a film that has already been mentioned. No, it's not Truman Show, um, but it is Jurassic Park. Four right. of my, my my four and five are back to back Spielberg's. I had Saving Private Ryan. Um, yeah, uh, this this film is pure entertainment. It's pure it's pure excitement and awe. Honestly, I am blown away at how much the special effects hold up. I mean, it looks better than a great deal of special effects driven films from just a few years ago. Honestly, For genuinely, sure. it's really impressive, and uh, it's a pure summer blockbuster. And it deserves to be high on these lists because it's just a blast. It's so fun. It is a lot of fun. I still remember seeing it in the theater. And interestingly enough, 
we have a couple of drive-in theaters that are open now yeah, and they're yeah. experiencing a resurgence which is awesome and so i took cole my my uh, eight-year-old son and my wife and i and we went and saw jurassic park uh, about two weeks ago at an 11 p.m uh wow. drive-in and it was so cool and it was so much fun That's awesome. and it does still hold up it is a little bit cheesier than I remember. I had not seen it in several years, but it's still a great film. And I agree. It's pure entertainment. And Spielberg can construct an action scene uh, and tell a story through the way the camera moves like none other. He is almost peerless in that regard. So, yeah, great pick. Great pick. Well, my number four is one that I imagine. I don't know about the two of you, your list specifically, but I know that a lot of people have this as their number one of the decade. Uh, it is not my number one of the decade, but it is still in my top five, and it is still a great film, and that is Goodfellas. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Goodfellas. It is widely talked about amongst the screeners how Tyler <laughs> thinks this is a, a terrible movie. Uh, he's he's actually talked about it on the podcast before. I cannot understand that for the life of me. Uh, I don't think it's the best film of the 90s, but it's it's in the conversation for sure. The performances are iconic. There are scenes that are unforgettable. It's an interesting story. It's shot as only, you know, Scorsese can do. And it's just a great, it's just a great film. And so for me, it's my number four. Uh, and I wish Tyler were here so he could complain <laughs> about it being that high. Uh, yeah. All Good, right, so Goodfellas now Goodfellas is great. I, I really don't understand where Tyler's coming from. It's not on my list, but it's 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 phenomenal. It's a it's a phenomenal film, uh, and kind of uh, puts a whole new spin on the gangster genre. It's it's so good. It does, and this is sounds condescending to say it because it's not fair. But if you could watch it through the eyes of of someone when it came out. And how fresh and exciting and different it was. There have been so many films that have been inspired by Goodfellas that when people find their way back to it, it almost feels less than when it actually was the source for a lot of the great uh, films that came after it. But anyway, yeah, it's a good movie for sure. Which now takes us to our top three. Number three, April. Okay, so this is my husband's favorite film of all time. And he will like oh. fight you on it. He's very okay. passionate about it. Did so he fight we, you that it was your number three? No, because he knew what my number one was as soon as we said nineties. Uh, so, we'll, so we'll get okay. to that. But okay, um, yeah, he he accepts it. I didn't actually had I have not I I did not see this movie until we started dating, and he was like, no, we have to watch this movie. So he actually bought it for me for my birthday. It was like the first, uh, my first birthday <laughs> since we were dating, and he, he got me his a gift. I'm glad he, <laughs> he, he bought me a four dollar used DVD from like some rental video nice. place. And, I like that. It's a good move, though. It shows you he's thinking mug. about you. He gave me a mug that had it did have a like some sentimental value because it was from Portlandia. It had a cl- quote on it. But he just gave it to me in the box that it was mailed in. Like, there's no wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, we had a talk. It was like, you got to do better than this for birthdays <laughs> moving forward. And I will say he has. Anyway, all that to say is, oh, he literally just walked in because he heard me talking about it. <laughs> these days I'm getting on this podcast and defending myself. Did you hear him? Yes. Listen, there is no defense for not wrapping a $4 DVD feature. I'm sorry. <laughs> he can't hear y'all. You're in my head, but whatever. Um, he said one day he's going to get on this podcast and defend himself. And he probably should because I throw him under the bus a lot. Anyway, It's more fun to throw him under the bus ki- when he can't, he can't defend it's himself. It's kind of a running gag now. I like it. <laughs> No, we were like, who is this We could Beecher? call it Beecher Can't Defend Himself, and then you just pick something every week. I like it. <laughs> anyway, 
Did I even say the movie yet? Not you yet. I'm, not. I'm on the oh. edge of my seat. Oh, I'm hey. very excited to know. <laughs> no, I just made fun of Tyler for this, and now I'm doing it. Um, anyway, the movie is The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. All right. He's not alone in that for sure. There are yes. a lot of people that think it's the greatest film of all time. Yeah. It is yeah. not the greatest film of all time. But there are a lot of people that feel like it is. So it's it's it. it's in consideration. I mean, I love that movie so much. It's it's worth the the. I feel like it's overhyped, but I think it's it's worth the praise that it gets. I agree. I agree. All right. So that's that's awesome that he didn't wrap it. It was just how it came in the mail, and he gave it to you. <laughs> I love it. I love yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear from Tyler and see if anybody else is going to have Shawshank that high. That's been on my list. It was my number six. What was it for you, Daniel? Uh, It was my number six. So six, six, and three now. So that's probably in the lead. I think that's the only film that's been on three lists. Am I right? Yeah, I think that's true. And we got three to go. So let's see what Tyler has to say about his number three. For my number three film. And this is a film that if Chris was joining us, I don't know if he is, but he might be, this would be his number one. Um, Hands down, no question, this would be his number one film. So at the very least, this is my tribute to Chris if he's not here with us. Uh, Chris, I got you. You know, we stand together with this one. But my number three film here is Jurassic Park, directed by Steven Spielberg. I think this is... Again, a nearly perfect film. My, my, my top few films are going to say some very similar things. I think this is a masterpiece in filmmaking. It's revolutionized what you could do with special effects. It is eminently thrilling. It is so funny. It's so well written. It's, it does justice to its source material. It is just a fantastic, fantastic movie. I think Jurassic Park is a thrill ride from beginning to end. It is it's so it's so watchable and rewatchable. Uh, it's a, it's absolutely a blast, um, and I, I can't wait to. Uh, I think we should do an episode on it, frankly, or maybe the Geek Card Check will do an episode on it sometime soon because man, it is fantastic. So Jurassic Park is my number three. You know, I can't help help but feel that that was kind of a backdoor plug for the Geek Card Check. I'm just yeah, going to be honest yeah, with you right too there. Easy. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Jurassic Park. So that's high. That's number three. Uh, that's uh, was also on your list. Who else picked that? I had uh, it at four. I had April Jurassic had Park at seven. Okay, so we're seven, four, and three, and it's an honorable mention for me. Okay, all right. We're gonna. It's gonna go down to the wire. That's good. That's good. Well, let's go to you, Daniel. What is your number three? Well, I think this one's gonna beat Jurassic Park because it's something that's been on two other lists, and that is the Truman Show. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. Get out! Yeah, uh, I didn't <laughs> want to spoil happening? it beforehand. I thought I was alone in my no. love What's happening? It. Not at all, uh, Chad. That's why I was. I was a little. Uh, I was a little muted when I was when when you, you were talking were. about. It. I didn't want to spoil it. Um, uh, honestly, Chad. Really, it is. It is a brilliant movie. Um, such insightful social commentary that that I think Tyler said something similar. Um, it has become so much more impactful in the in the last two decades since it came out. Um, I mean, it's reality TV before reality TV was as massive as it's been over the past twenty years. Um, yeah. it's it's powerful there's so much depth there and it's one of yeah. uh, Jim Carrey's best performances. It was probably only the you know maybe second time i think that we had seen him be a serious actor and um and he does a phenomenal job so it's just all around it is a really really brilliant um inventive uh 
uh, yeah, just it's just a great film. So yeah, Chad, you, you need to rewatch wow. it ASAP and and let us know what you think. I do. I really do. I mean, that is that could be our our winner for it the could be. decade. Now, I will I, say, let me say this: uh, Tyler and I grew up kind of watching that one. Um, that we watched that periodically in our house. So. Um, I'm sure that has played into it more than you sure. not not having rewatched it in however right. long. So wow, okay, all right. Well, we'll see what happens. That's very interesting. <laughs> My number Chad is three, genuinely shocked right now. I am <laughs> <Look>. genuinely shocked. <laughs> uh, not that it's well, no, I am. I'm genuinely shocked. Not that it's on your list, but that it's that high for everybody. So that's all right. I will revisit that. My number three is a movie that uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a spoiler alert because it's the it's the only one that for all the other categories that Daniel's going to take us through, I, I didn't put any of my top 10 list on, but it felt like a just a complete lie if I didn't use this for most rewatchable. So it is my most rewatchable film of the 90s, uh, and it's also my top three. It's a movie that I adore endlessly, and that's Goodwill Hunting. When I stack this up against some of the films around it, I couldn't honestly say that Ghost Van Sant's film is a better film but from a script standpoint which won an academy award from robin williams performance which won an academy award it was it and just from a story structure standpoint i think that this is perfect this is a perfect uh for the story it is trying to tell uh, i love the performances i love everything about it and if it if it's 10 minutes into it or if it's 10 minutes left if it's on somewhere in the background i will stop and watch it so for me it's goodwill hunting i love that movie very good pick very that was good. a great movie. All right. So now we are to our top two. So, April, what's your number two? Okay. My number two film. Um, this is definitely a heart pick, but I do think it is um, a solid film, too. Like, I, it holds up. It makes me cry to this day if I sit down and watch it. I'm not going to do a whole huge lead up. So, I'll just get right to it. And that is The Lion King. Yes. Oh, The Lion King. So good. Yes. I probably, I remember at one point, I was probably seven or eight. It had been out for a couple years, but we watched this movie probably every day for a few years, almost. And I remember I would lay in bed at night and I would just close my eyes and I would play the film in my head from beginning until I fell asleep <laughs> wow. because I had That's memorized awesome. the movie because I had watched it so much. So wow. I can still quote it. It's a great food film. Do your uh, awesome. do your kids watch Lion King yet? Yeah, uh, Raylan, she's four now, so she's watched Lion King. I haven't, I haven't watched it with um, Britain yet. She's one, but yeah, I need a yes, yes. She has watched it. It was her favorite <laughs> movie for like a month. So, nice, nice. but we, you know, she's four, so whatever. Also true. I don't remember how how. What were your thoughts on the remake? Oh, I I was a hater. I didn't. You like hated it. it. Good, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's garbage. You should. You should. Yeah. All right. That's good. I mean, that's not surprising. A lot of people feel like that is the greatest Disney animated film ever. There are a lot of strong defenders of that one. So, okay. The Lion King it is. Well, let's go to Tyler and let's see what his number two pick for 1990s is. So my number two film is another one that I really hope to see on some of your guys' lists. I think this is a film that is is really representative of what this filmmaker would go on to do. This is the second film that I've mentioned here by Quentin Tarantino. This is Reservoir Dogs. This is his first film, his debut. It's a film that is just is just truly precisely crafted. Its script is you know, it showcases everything that we're going to know about Quentin Tarantino. It's got this elevated dialogue, this these long 
you know, windy conversations that these criminals have. It doesn't let us see the actual bank robbery, but we see all the aftermath of it in this weird cut, non-chronological format. Man, Reservoir Dogs is just, it's a movie that is, that is such a star-making kind of film, but a star that that star is the director rather than any of the actors. It's just, man, it is such a, a fantastic film. I hope this appeared on some of your guys' lists. Um, but yeah, Reservoir Dogs, just, just a fantastic, pitch perfectly written movie. Wow. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so it hasn't appeared wow. on any of our movies yet. Maybe it will. I don't know. I don't, Spoiler I don't alert, it's not on mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I like Reservoir Dogs. I oh, think it's fine. Do you guys have thoughts on it? I mean, it, it's more than fine. I mean, I think it's a great film for sure. Uh, but best of the nineties. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I would say it's a good film. It didn't blow me away by any means, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I, it's Tarantino. I love Tarantino, but whew, I don't know. All right, Tyler. Well, you feel strongly about it, and you're not here to to say differently. So. I'm glad you liked it, but you're definitely going to be the only one with that on your list. So let's go <laughs> to uh, let's go to Daniel. Daniel, number two, what do you got? Chad, this is a film that was on your list, and you, you kind of maybe downplayed it a little bit, but I want you to know it's not your fault. Um, <laughs> it's not your fault. It's, it's not your fault, yes! Chad. It's not yes! your fault. Uh, that is Goodwill Hunting. Yes. It is. Look at me, son. It's not your fault. I know. It's not your fault. I know. No, no, you don't. It's not your fault. Hmm? I know. It's not your fault. Right. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, I thought I was going to be the only one with that list. Heck no, man. Look, by the time we get to, like, the top three or so on any of these best of the decade lists, now we're talking about best, you know, favorite films of all time, right? Um, Right, yeah, absolutely. And so that's where we're at. I mean, Good Will Hunting is easily one of my my favorite films of all time. It is, uh, I agree, it's so rewatchable. Um, it is so emotional and um, uh, hilarious too. It's very, very funny. Um, Robin Williams is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon is brilliant. I, I really just can't say enough good things. It is a, it's a brilliant film that remains brilliant every single time I watch it. So yeah, there you go. All right, that makes me feel so much better. Good, 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 good. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie, and also not for what it's worth. Josh, uh, for uh, not former, sorry. I guess former. Former, Josh, yes. Yeah, no, former, he never former shows co-host up. of the podcast who shows up from time to time, who famously hates every movie ever made. He loves Goodwill Hunting. Good, so good. if it's good enough to pierce his cold, dark heart, it's got to have some redeeming value. All right, so this is going to be probably the only shock for people for my list, especially where it falls as high as number two. This is a film that, at the time when I watched it, was extremely personal for me, uh, but I've rewatched it multiple times, maybe two dozen times. Uh, it 
it is absolutely a masterpiece uh, as far as acting and writing and accuracy. Uh, I grew up in a home that was very similar, not very similar, that's probably not true, but adjacent to this kind of uh, home. And it was written uh, and directed and stars Robert Duvall, and it's a movie called The Apostle. To a small southern town, he came as a stranger. So where you from? You name it, I've been there. I, I got a little bit everywhere. I sell out my first two wives. Marked by a mystery. Well, I'm the apostle EF. Believe it or not, the Lord sent me to have fellowship with you. You say God led you to me, and not to anybody else? Yes, sir, I do believe that. Yes, sir. Why should I trust you? The Lord knows what you could have been or done in the past. Haunted by a secret. I don't want to live like this anymore. Because of my wandering eye and wicked, wicked ways. I certainly know as much about what you do and have done as you think I do. And touched by a power. Since I was a little boy, you brought me back from the dead. I'm your servant. What kind of preacher are you anyway? And you name it, I, I can do it. This is a movie that, again, is not a fun movie to watch, but it is absolutely authentic in a small religious town and the way that the people are and the church people are. And it's about a man's quest for redemption and his struggle with God and how he's angry at God and he's angry at himself. And it's it's a powerful, powerful movie that still to this day, um, I think is one of the best performances uh, I've ever seen. Uh, wow. So written and written, written and directed by Robert Duvall. It's not a movie for everybody. It doesn't have mass market appeal, uh, although there were, it was nominated for some Academy Awards. But The Apostle is just a great movie. And as I was putting my list together, I originally had this down at like six or seven. But then uh, it's one of those that I was trying to guard against, oh, it's just because I, it's a nostalgic pick and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I truly do believe it. it's a masterpiece. And so it's my uh, – and I'm a sucker for smaller kind of films, just to be honest with you. So it's my number two, The Apostle. If you haven't seen it and any of that subject matter sounds interesting to you, I would strongly suggest that you seek it out and find it. Uh, so wow. there you go. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah. the second film mentioned tonight that I have not seen. Uh, wow. I, I need to check yeah. it out. It is phenomenally good uh, and hard to watch and wonderful. All right. Number one, April, the best film of the entire decade of the 90s. What is it? It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. When we, I knew we were doing the 90s, this was immediately in this spot on the list. I told my husband Beecher and he's like, you got to put that film at number one. It's like, you're right. Um uh, you know, my favorite films of all time are Lord of the Rings. And I think right mm-hmm. behind that, as far as a film that I've watched the most, is this film for sure. I probably saw it when I was too young. But this film has so much heart. It it deals with greed and love and friendship. And there's some adventure in it. And the acting is just superb. And I actually, at a film festival, got to talk with um, one of the writers and directors. It was co-written or co-directed as well. It's just a really beautiful film that warms my heart every time I watch it. And that is Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm actually serious. 
She wow. pulled a Tyler and set it up and drug it out for the Dumb wow. and Dumber reveal. Good for you. Wow. That's so fantastic. I told Beecher, I was like, if I put that at my number one, like I lose all credit at being any type of film critic. And he's like, but you would not be being, you wouldn't be honest if you didn't have it at number one. I was like, that's true. And a quick story. My dad was interviewed for a magazine once when he, he like was high up in some MLM, whatever. They interviewed him and they asked him what his favorite movie was. And I knew his favorite movie was Dumb and Dumber, but he said Shadowlands, which is a CS movie. <laughs> and I called him out. I was like, Did you dad, call him that, out? Yes. I was like, that is not your favorite movie and you know it. And he was like, yeah, but I need to be respected. And so I had to, I had to take my own heat and be honest. That's it. So, so you said, I don't, I don't need respect. I don't need I respect. respect. Dumb yeah. and dumber. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Honesty is the best policy, maybe, hopefully. Oh, so yeah, dumb and dumber. Oh, wow. wow. That is a surprise. That was that so is a unexpected. Surprise. <laughs> I freaking love Dumb and Dumber. I don't care. That's yeah. a great movie. Yeah, great. I, I, man, I love it. That's directed woo. by Best Picture winner uh, Peter Farrelly. So there you go. Yeah. And I true. met Bobby Farrelly was the person I was talking. Wow, about. wow. That's fantastic, April. Way to go. Good for you. Good for you. you. All right. Well, let's see if Tyler can continue his streak of picking films that are not on any of our lists. Let's go <laughs> to his number one film of the nineties. My number one film, last but certainly not least, is Tom Hanks' That Thing You Do. I believe that we're going to see this on somebody else's list here tonight. I hope I'm not spoiling it, but if I am, hey, I'm not here to get yelled at. So That Thing You Do by Tom Hanks is is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's, it's in my top five easy. In fact, two of these movies uh, that I've named here tonight I think are in my top five of all time. That thing you do is, I think it's, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. It's not boring at any single point. It, I still laugh out loud at it. It's got a catchy song. It's got, uh, it's got love. It's got, it's got humor. It's just, it's got the coming of age story. It's just, it's got every single ingredient that I could possibly ask for in a movie. And it's done so, so well. And it's a movie that no one talks about. Not enough people by a long shot talk about that thing you do so i hope that we hear from this one on on the list as well i have a i have a prediction that at least one of you guys will have this on their list probably at number one as well but i i could be wrong um but i'm i'm fairly certain at that so that thing you do go watch it it's absolutely stinking fantastic one of the best movies of all time all well, right. T- one of the best Tyler needs of to all stop time. talking about other he people's is, lists. He is naming he is. and claiming that is, is on someone else's list. Uh, but look, let's get on with it. Yes, uh, that thing you do is also my number one oh, film man. of the '90s. Um, uh, explanation for that: We definitely grew up watching this movie all the time in our house. Um, so uh, it's I'm with Tyler. It is. It's uh, often in my in contention for my favorite film of all time. Um, we, I have vivid memories of being on road trips. Uh, we had one of those teeny tiny TV VCR combos, uh, and we would haul that out into the car for road trips, and we would play this one really often. It, it got me into music, got me into playing drums. Um, it's like comfort food for me. Uh, I, know ev- I know every line. Um, I know all the songs, uh, one of the best soundtracks in the 90s. I agree with Tyler. I think it's very undervalued. Um, for the longest time, I, I felt like I would mention that movie and people wouldn't have a clue what I was even talking about. But it's hilarious. It is so funny. so charming. Uh, it's just fun to watch. So, so yeah, there you go. Um, I, need to, I need to tell Tyler to stop calling out my freaking list every time we do these. <laughs> but 
Yes, that is my number one film. It's of really the 90s. unfair for the brothers Howitt. It is true. You I was about know to say you're that... going to have someone that's yes. that's you know backing you up. Like if I had my brothers on the show, Dumb and Dumber would also be there, number one. So <laughs> yeah, we're getting teamed up on that's for sure. You guys yes. are going to uh, you're going to dominate the the issue here because uh, that okay, thing but, you do is not on my list. But yeah, I, I I did not expect to hear it on anybody else's list except for Tyler's. But what do you, what do you guys think of that thing you do? I do like that movie. I've seen it two or three times maybe but it was always one of those movies that i would watch just because it was on or yeah. like it wasn't i don't think i ever sat down to watch that movie if that makes sense but i've always enjoyed it when it was on nice. yeah i like it i like it quite a bit it's not quite an honorable mention for me but i love it i think it's i just have a hard time elevating it beyond what i think it is like i don't think it I think it's great. I think it's wonderful entertainment. It's got a good story, but that's about I, it for me. I have like no. I, I I will never pretend that it, it it's it it's anything but nostalgia. I mean, nostalgia for sure because we grew up with this movie. So so that's, that's fair though. Absolutely, why it's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, like I said, I did not expect anyone else to to call it that, but I do think yeah. it is a phenomenal movie that more people need to watch. I I can I can agree with that. The heart wants what it wants, Daniel. That's there what I'm you saying. have it. That's what I'm saying. Well, my number one is not a surprise to anybody. I'm a lifelong Tarantino fan. It's Pulp Fiction. This movie was the first movie that when I saw it, uh, I was a senior in high school and about to be, or I guess technically I was already a freshman in college, um, but we were within like the first month of, of the semester. And I, uh, it's the first time I saw a movie and thought, wow, I had no idea movies could be written that way, shot that way. And maybe I would like to do something in movies in my future. Like ever Chris for, for Chris, that was Jurassic Park. For me, it was Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And I think it still holds nice. up today. I, I love it. I just absolutely love it. And it's not it is a lot more than just the culmination of a lot of pulp pop culture love that it's often sure. uh, kind of poo-pooed it's it's brilliantly written brilliantly constructed uh it revived the career of john travolta uh it's just a great for, film. for a brief period of time for a brief period yes <laughs> uh well i mean you know this was what 94 right so i mean at this point it's been been a while but uh, yeah i love pulp fiction uh, unashamedly and uh it's my number one of the 90s so very good nice. guys do we have a consensus i don't gotta, think there was one show. that was on any of our lists but you guys had truman show at four three and three is that right uh four four and three yeah and then shawshank was on everyone's list wasn't it not tyler's yeah i don't think tyler did not have shawshank there there was no film on four lists i don't think the matrix was that only me and chad Uh, yeah yeah uh jurassic park was that on yours chad honorable mention uh wow yeah so no i had no jurassic film. park so did, did i and so did tyler but so so no film no film hit four times so we only have a few with three and so i think that makes truman so show the winner let the record show that because of the brothers howitt and <laughs> april they instead of shawshank redemption beecher hear me i'm i am on your side instead of shawshank redemption your wife and the two people that are brothers that are on this podcast have forced us to accept the truman show as the greatest film of the 90s. That's going to be hard for me to deal with. I'm going to have to watch it again. That. You will. You I'm going to have to watch it. it again. I mean, I did have Shawshank higher than Truman Show on my list. I but. didn't, but you can blame Tyler for not having Shawshank on his list. Oh, True. man. Oh, man. Well, 
I can't say I'm happy with those results, but movies are movies, and I'm happy to be back talking with my friends about movies. So very quickly, let's do some honorable mentions. April, what do you got? Um, I have What About Bob, uh, Titanic, Aladdin, Jerry Maguire, Fargo, uh, Goodwill Hunting, Rush Hour. Nice. Very nice. Daniel? Yeah, uh, I, I always do top 20 for these lists, so here's here's my bottom 20, starting at number 20. I have uh, Rush Hour, The Matrix, Dead Man Walking, uh, Contact, Home Alone, Groundhog Day, Toy Story, Before Sunrise, Tarzan, and Apollo 13. Stop it with Tarzan. All right. All right, Tyler, what did you have for your honorable mentions? So my runners-up, uh, things that didn't make it into the top 10, uh, were, were many. Like I said, my number 10 actually shifted uh, again and again and again as I was making this list. So I think everyone that I am about to name was at one point in the top 10, but then I kind of flipped it around a little bit because I just I kept thinking of better movies and they would replace these. So Braveheart. Uh, in fact, I even recorded a segment on Braveheart for this one and then I, I switched it out for The Sixth Sense. So Braveheart, The Matrix, Goodwill Hunting, Lion King, Independence Day, Life is Beautiful. That was up there for a long time. Apollo 13, Toy Story, Saving Private Ryan, Home Alone, uh, Shawshank Redemption, Fargo, Un- Unforgiven. Man, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on about the, the excellent impactful meaningful movies that were made in the 1990s all right that's good and my honorable mentions and again i tried to have honorable mentions that weren't going to be in these other categories i had seven i had boogie nights uh had forrest gump jurassic park apollo 13 all right well that's what we got it's a lot of great movies there daniel let's go to you and let's talk about some specific genres Yes, yes, we are going to go through, uh, before we get to genres, we're going to go through a few different questions, uh, and uh, we've done these for the other best of the nine, uh, best of the decade kind of list that we've made here, uh, but Chad, Chad threw out a new one today that we're going to we're gonna tackle. We didn't hit these for the other decades. Um, most overrated, all right, we just went through and talked about all the movies that we love from the 90s, and now we're going to go into our most overrated film of the 90s. Chad, since you came up with this category, what is your pick here? Because I think because you pitched it, I have a feeling you you have something specific in mind. So I'm very curious. Titanic. I freaking don't understand. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And this is not. This is not retrograde hating. Okay. I I did not like it from the moment it came out. I didn't understand it. I don't begrudge the fact that it made all the money in the world and spawned, you know, so many hit songs and all that. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's fine. I think Hmm. the spectacle of the of the sinking ship at the end, you know, not to downplay how horrific an event that was, but I think a lot of the spectacle of that moment was what a lot of what drove a lot of people, certainly in the day when it came out to to kind of go see this big spectacle event. But the story that's around it, I think is just fine. I don't understand how it got elevated. To, it's really been elevated to this massive, all these Academy Awards, all the money, and I don't get it. I just don't think it's that great of a film. So for me, it's not wow. even close. Not even. I don't think it's a bad movie so hear me i don't think it's a bad movie but the level that it has been overpraised to me i cannot i just can't understand it so wow titanic there you go okay. i'm not right. even mad about it but now i sound like i am yeah you are you do you're, sound a little your your voice yeah, you're, you're getting worked up there. i know it's weird <laughs> um we I'm, did not because that was a, a last minute edition of a category we don't have tyler's answer but we know like we said earlier that it is 
inexplicably <laughs> good fellas. So yeah. uh, so there's Tyler's answer. April, what is the most overrated film of the nineties? Well, this one was easy for me because I actually really didn't like this film at all and it got all this love from the Academy and blah blah blah. Whatever. And that is American Beauty. Huh. Ah, wow. Okay. I did okay. not like, did not like it. Was not a fan. Wow. Okay. When was the last time you rewatched that? Uh, I never rewatched it because I hated it. Well, I mean, when, so what, I mean, when did you? When was the last time you watched it? Um, I was twenty when I saw it. I, I think you should give it. I, it's been a while since I've rewatched it too, but I think. Uh, to be fair, I will say it was one of the first movies that I've seen that handled kind of darker. Yeah. Tw- uh, themes like that so i was i was kind of disturbed by it af- afterwards and like Bleh. Yeah. and i've obviously seen like everything now so i probably wouldn't i would not have this the same reaction now that's that's what think. i'm saying i think i think uh if you watched it again i think you i'm not saying it would be you know one of your favorites of the 90s necessarily but i think i think you might feel differently you, i don't think you well, would hate I, it I, yeah but i think now though knowing kevin spacey's like a real life that's creep true. That playing true. like a creep it might be weird. That's well. very true. I haven't watched it since that. So, yeah, you might be yeah. right about that. That's true. Uh, so, for me, this is actually tough. I, I, I really don't feel like I have a great answer for this one. Like, there was nothing that stuck out in my head as... May I suggest totally Titanic, sir? Uh, I actually really <laughs> like Titanic. So, uh, I think it's a good movie. Um, so, I'm just going to go with a pick that's going to piss Chad off. So, that's uh, that's that's Jerry Maguire. Oh, dang oh, you. Stop. You're just that, doing that. That was a low blow. Look, I like the movie. It's Come fine. On, but I know it's overrated. No, you picked that to get Jet's blood boiling. <laughs> it was nominated uh, for awards, Daniel. Yeah, sure. Come on. It, yeah, you guys act like just because I love the Oscars, that means anything nominated, I'm uh, I think that's what I'm it. trying to say. If Chad wasn't on this episode, you wouldn't have that movie there. Well, if Chad wasn't on this episode, he wouldn't have pitched the category. So there you go. He gets what he, you know, he oh. reaps what he sows. Um. Fine. That's fine, Daniel. If it makes you feel better <laughs> to belittle me, then so be it. I'm still your friend. You can't uh, make me, yeah. you can't drive me away. All right, as hard as I try. Um, so uh, we are moving to best performance of the 90s. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. All right, Chad, what do you got? All right, so uh, I ha- I was I wrestled with this one. Uh, it was between Kathy Bates for Misery, Anthony Hopkins for Science of the Lambs, Edward Norton for American History X, but it came down to two. It came down to two, uh, and it was so close that I, it, it really could be a coin flip. One of those is Denzel Washington's performance in Malcolm X. It is an all-time yeah. great performance, but... I still think the performance by Robert Duvall in The Apostle is wow. just my favorite wow. of the decade. Uh, yeah, it's a seminal movie for me uh, in my life. Hmm. But if you ju- it's hard to it's honestly two sides of the same coin because they're both fully committed performances. And it could tomorrow it could be Denzel. Today, it's Robert Duvall. But between those two, those are my those are my two. Wow, I guess I really have to watch The Apostle. That's, that's great. I think yeah. I've actually seen it because there's something very familiar about it. Um, and I remember seeing a movie called The Apostle, so it's probably that. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, uh, April, let's go to you. What's your favorite performance of the 90s? Well, I did not see this in the 90s because I would have had nightmares for months. Um, but I have seen it in more recent years and love the movie and was blown away by this performance. So it definitely holds up. And he's one of my favorite like real-life people, especially, especially if you follow him on Twitter. He's just, he's just the most adorable old man and he's so funny. And anyway, that is Anthony Hopkins in The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hard, hard to argue, argue with that. that. Yeah. And yes, you're right. 
his Twitter account is adorable. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. it's perfect. Uh, let's go to Tyler for his pick of best performance of the 90s. For my best performance choice here, I was actually kind of torn between a few different performances. Uh, I went back and forth on, on a lot of them, but I landed on Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. Uh, Matt Damon, I could have given it to him as well, but man, Robin Williams' performance is uh, is absolutely it's gut-wrenching. It's so impactful. It's it's a meaningful, uh, powerful, close-to-home performance um, where he's, especially that scene where he's, where he's just pushing Matt Damon and, and he, he finally, he finally gets, you know, gets the, everything out of him. It is such a, it's such a, per, a perfect uh, role for Robin Williams. It's a, a role that redefined how we thought of him as an actor. Uh, it, it put, you know, just by contrast as well, you know, it, it it put Matt Damon on the map. Um, it's just a, it's a fantastic, amazing performance that everybody should go see. Now I'm pissed off at him because that's his best performance of the decade, but he didn't have it in his top 10 and right. it could have saved us from the Truman show. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, this is stupid. Yeah. That's also my pick for, uh, for best performance. <laughs> you brothers, oh, the uh, brothers, how it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. But it's true. I mean, uh, we we've seen him be dramatic before this with like Dead Poets Society and a couple other things, but but uh, nothing nothing like this, nothing to this level. I think it is a remarkable performance and and very very moving to this day. So there you go. Agreed. All right, we're gonna move on to our most rewatchable films. Uh, Chad already gave his answer, but talk a little bit more about it. What is your most rewatchable film of the nineties? Yeah, it's Goodwill Hunting for all the reasons that we've already already mentioned. The performances, the script, the story, the characters. It's just, it's thrilling, it's heartwarming, it's heartbreaking. It's just a perfect movie. I love it. Yeah, nice. All right, April, most rewatchable. Well, obviously, Dumb and Dumber and The Lion King are hot, and Shawshank. <laughs> Honestly, my whole list, I've rewatched that <laughs> a million times, and I've rewatched it more than the film that I'm about to say, but this did not make my top ten, and I have watched this several times. Um, and I feel bad because you threw Chad under the bus earlier, so I'm going to say Jerry Maguire. Yes. <laughs> Show me the money. Wow, most That movie is imminently watch. It is great. It's rewatchable. Come on, it Daniel. It is rewatchable. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Uh, oh. Let's hear. Let's hear Tyler's pick. Let's let's hear if he says exactly what I'm about to say. So, for my most rewatchable film of the 1990s, I was really torn. I, I went through a whole ton of movies, a bunch of movies that um, some that were on this list, some that were off this list. I you know I thought uh, maybe Home Alone. I thought Independence Day. Uh, I thought you know Apollo 13. Just movies that I do watch again and again, but just kind of looking back at my last couple of years of, of watching um, it's, it really is. It's, it's that thing you do. That thing you do is so rewatchable. I watched it twice in like two months this year. Uh, I watched it in February and then I watched it. Uh, they did that big reunion. I want to say that was in April. Um, but man, that thing you do, I think is such, I already talked about it, but it's such a fun, funny, happy go lucky just thrill you know thrill ride of a movie i just i absolutely love that thing you do 
Oh, please let it be that thing you do. Please let it be that thing you do. Of course it's that thing you do. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I, I mean, I wanted to, to pick something different just to, to not repeat myself and repeat Tyler now. Uh, but that's the honest answer. That is a very, very rewatchable film. So, uh, well, yeah. I did it. not put anything on these that were in my top ten to give well, some I, I did variety. Well, good for you guys, but I did what I did. <laughs> The brothers did what the brothers do. Or not only we're getting it repeated on your from your list, we're getting it repeated by the brothers Howitt. Mm-hmm. Well, I did not anticipate that happening. I feel like that thing you do is being shoved down my throat. <laughs> I'm comfortable with that, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, so now we will move into genre picks. Okay, we're going to go through a bunch of different genres and pick our favorite of the 90s. So let's start with animated film. Chad, what's your favorite animated film of the 90s? All right, best animated film. I think this is going to be fairly traditional pick here. Uh, Disney had a lot of options that I loved, but when it came right down to it, uh, it was between The Iron Giant and probably Toy Story for me. And as much as I love The Lion King and love the music from The Lion King, out of those three for me, it's the original Toy Story. It's just, uh, it was a groundbreaking work, amazing story, and I just love the characters. Um, And I love the fact that my son now loves these characters as well. So it's, it's Toy Story. Great pick. Uh, All right, April. So this was actually really hard because I love a lot of animated movies from the 90s. So I was thinking about putting Aladdin because I obviously love Aladdin. I've probably Mm -hmm. seen that hundreds of times. Um, But this is actually one of my favorite animated films, and it's not a Disney film. And I think it's probably one of the more underrated uh, 90s animated films of the whole decade because I think the music in it is great. The story is captivating. Um, It's kind of scary too, in parts for an animated kids film, Hmm. but that is Anastasia. Oh, Oh, wow. I did not expect that. That's a a shock. Okay. Why is that a shock? It's a good, it's a really good film. I love it. it. People people don't talk about it. That's why. They they were talking about for a while um, that they were going to turn it into a Broadway show. I don't know if they did or not i remember yeah, I seeing know. the rumors of it i don't know yeah no i'm not shocked that you picked it because it is great but you i mean just like you said you've got lion king aladdin beauty and the beast i mean you've got some heavy so hitters options. but i will say anastasia was one of the ones i watched when i was a little bit of an older kid probably like oh, nine yeah. ten so it's like a tiny bit more mature because it is kind of scary with the russian dude mm-hmm. yeah. um but yeah, I, I watch yeah. that a lot, and I love. I would sing them the songs. I still sing the songs every once in a while. They'll pop in my head, so I, I love it. It's great. Nice. Uh, let's go to Tyler for his pick for best animated film. I'm sure it will be exactly what I'm about to say. I hope so. My favorite animated film of the 1990s was also a toss-up. I mean, this was not an easy one to pick. There's so many good ones to come out of the the 90s. Um, I really thought. You know, maybe Toy Story or Toy Story Two, just because they they absolutely uh, they man, Toy Story just completely revolutionized what animation was. Uh, it's a it, it's so I I really considered that. I thought about that, but honestly, I went to the one that I that I go back to time and again. Um, that I went back to uh, just and I and I hold as the the gold standard of what animated films are, and that's The Lion King. Man, that is a good film. Uh, it's you know we we picked the we reviewed the the recent you know quote unquote live action version of the lion king and it didn't even hold a candle and and like if you look at it yeah it's it's better animated but in terms of just you know photorealistic effects it is better animated however the lion king man that just is it's a powerful story it's a story of families a story of of 
um, of the love of a father and son. It's about responsibility, about growing up. The music is just breathtaking. The animation here is fantastic. And so, you know, nothing that, I just think nothing that has come after it really completely holds a candle, uh, especially in the animation department. So The Lion King is, I think, a, a, a absolutely essential uh, animated film. Well, thankfully, uh, I already put Lion <laughs> King in my top 10, and I had decided to pick something different uh, to, for the sake of variety. So um, I am going with... Tarzan. Um, what? I think, I think Tarzan is very underrated. Um, but yeah, I think it is. I think it's one of the best Disney animated films. Um, I clearly like Lion King better overall. Just, it made my top ten. But but as far as uh, the answer to this question, yeah, it, it, the soundtrack is brilliant. I mean, there's no dialogue for the first. I think it's like ten minutes. Uh, it's just Phil Collins kind of uh, pulling you into the story. So uh, yeah. Tarzan. You like Tarzan better than Toy Story? Yeah, uh, come on, come yeah. on, tell the I truth. I love Toy Story. I love Toy Story, but yeah, but I, like I think so. you're, you would really say that Tarzan is the better film compared to Toy Story? Sure, yeah, I, I'm comfortable with that. Toy Story did more huh. for film history and for for the obviously revolutionized things, but yeah, I'd say Tarzan. You're no you picked, longer you picked Anastasia over Toy Story. What do you? What do you? What That's you, also true. Toy Story <laughs> was doing? in the top ten. That's All true. Right. And sure. bam, back in your face. It is. <laughs> you are not qualified to make fun of me about Jeremy Maguire anymore, Daniel. No more. I didn't make fun of you. I just, you asked a question. No, I did. like Tarzan. Tarzan, the music was great. I agree with that. But, but it was not better than Toy Story. Or Aladdin. Or The Lion King. Or Beauty and the Beast. Or <laughs> The Iron Giant. Any dang way. Any dang way. All right. So <laughs> let's move on to our next category. Best sci-fi film. Okay. Um, I'm curious to see i feel like we might all pick the same thing well i'm curious so uh chad best sci-fi film of the 90s this for me was between total recall and starship troopers and the one that was ultimately the winner and i may get some flack for calling this sci-fi but i stand by it because it's a sci-fi premise and it enabled me to pull it out of another category <laughs> so i could let something else win it's groundhog day i what no, I no. Yes, where's the science <laughs> what are you talking about no. what are you talking that about come on it's a groundhog <laughs> come on no. dude uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, it fits in there i'm it with it it does if we had said sci-fi slash fantasy tomorrow it's the same thing as edge tomorrow it's repeats what come on it says me you wake up live the same day over and over that alarm clock there's magic or something in that alarm clock something magic does that sound like science excuse me there are lord of the rings my favorite sci-fi film of the 2000s oh no there's circuitry in that clock therefore it's science oh my gosh Anyway, is, if we had said anyway, sci-fi fantasy, I would have given it to you, but we only said sci-fi, so you lose. Well, so that's fine, but this is my list, and I am saying that it is Groundhog Day. Thank you very much, and I love that movie. Oh, that I love the movie. Film. It's a great film. No, what? Um, Chad, did you see Palm Springs yet? I haven't. We were talking about that before you got on the call tonight. Oh. Is uh, I have not seen a film in about three and a half weeks, so it's sad times mm. at my house. I've got to that is know, sad figure times. it out. Mm. Yeah. So you I haven't had a chance. I haven't had a chance to listen to your review yet because I want to see it first. But yes, uh, you should watch it. Uh, okay, just good. to just to throw good. this out there um, uh, as a slight spoiler for what Tyler says in the Palm Springs episode, uh, he he does not like Groundhog Day uh, at all, and so I do what? not I do not comprehend why I can't I don't I don't understand that at all. I don't. Uh, yeah, 
I, I give up. I give up. Uh, I mean, it's certainly not a science fiction film by any metric of the imagination. Oh, but, what do you mean uh, by any metric? What not, do you mean by any not. metric? It's so let's a time move on loop. to April. It's not. There's so, a literal time no, loop. No, it's not science fiction. All right, April, mm. what is your favorite sci-fi film of the 90s? So with these, I definitely went just like pretty much straight heart picks. Films that I loved in the 90s. Okay. And this sci-fi film is no exception. And it literally has space in the title, and that is Space Jam. <laughs> Where, you people need to read a definition of science. What, you, what is happening? Okay, there are literally animated aliens in Space Jam. Oh, if that's not sci-fi, I don't know what it is. Oh, Look, I love man. Space Jam. That's a, that's a great movie, fun movie. <laughs> but what... Science, sci- okay, How yes. is that not sci-fi? Yes. I, I'm moving There's on. I'm going to have an aneurysm. I'm moving in on. Space. Uh, great movie. I'm excited for the sequel. Uh, not science fiction. Okay. Daniel, uh, I am sending you an article, a link to an article at geekydomain.com, which talks about specifically Groundhog Day and time travel in the science fiction classic. Bam! I'm sending it to you. Oh. I don't give a crap about I'm, geeky domain. Well, you should. You should Keep because it. they're Keep the it. experts of sci-fi. All right. Let's move on to Tyler. Tyler... Um, I really hope he picked a sci-fi film uh, for this list. Remember when I said, I wonder if we're all going to pick the same thing? Boy, was I wrong. Okay, Tyler, go ahead. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your day. So while I could, like in the action category, I could have said that Terminator 2, Judgment Day, or Jurassic Park are the best sci-fi movies of the 1990s. And while you might have expected me to go uh, in that direction, I thought I would just go, I would just, I would just whip out my geek card and just say Star Trek First Contact is the best sci-fi movie of the 1990s. It is fantastic. It is so good. It is, is I think it's I think it's the best Star Trek thing. Um one of the best Star Trek things ever put out, maybe next to Star Trek 2: The Wrath of Khan. Uh, it gets it gets our crew back together. They're fighting the Borg. It's an action movie. It's directed by Jonathan Frakes. We love Star Trek: First Contact. And uh, man, if uh, that is a way to get somebody maybe into into Star Trek, because it is a thrilling, thoroughly, thoroughly geeky sci-fi adventure. Surprise, surprise! The host of the Star Trek podcast uh, picks a Star Trek <laughs> film. Uh, no, I, I, look, Star Trek. Uh, first of all, Star Trek is, uh, is sci-fi. So, thank you, Tyler. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, For first contact. Trend. First, yeah, first contact is. Uh, yeah, it really is a great movie. It's probably it's it's easily one of the best Star Trek films for sure. It's a good one. Agreed. Hold Agreed on, that. I just have to interject here. The definition of science fiction. Okay. I like this. Thank you, April. Fiction based on imagined future scientific or technological advances and major social or environmental changes frequently portraying space or time travel and mm. life on other planets. Thank you. So Aliens in Space Jam. So none of that includes mm-hmm. Groundhog Day by any means. What do you time travel? Time travel. Uh, what do you mean? And? How is that reli- not traveling time? Come on. He relives <laughs> the same day over and over. This is a ridiculous argument. Anyway, so uh, for my Thank pick, you, April, um, I have a sci-fi film to pick for best uh, shocker for the best sci-fi film. Uh, I'm going to pick a sci-fi film. <laughs> um, so uh, there's there's uh, no question here. I think what the best sci-fi film is. Uh, it was on some people's list. I can't remember who of you. Somebody mentioned it in their top ten. Uh, it's the Matrix. Uh, yeah, it, no, I, for me, no other answer comes close. I mean, it is. It kind of reinvented a lot of things. Reinvented a lot of the way uh, that action films uh, are made that science fiction films are approached and like i said when whichever one of you said it sorry i can't remember it it definitely wouldn't be made today and that's what's kind of remarkable about it so so there you go 
All right. Yeah, but we so. didn't do top 10 picks on our list, Daniel. Yes, do what? And I had The Matrix on my list. There you so. go. I did too. I did too. I did not. So there you go. All right. So best horror film, best horror film of the '90s. So uh, what do you got, Chad? Are you gonna pick like Beauty and the Beast or uh, like what's, uh, what's? Don't act like Beauty and the Beast doesn't have horrific <laughs> moments in it. Okay, it's pretty scary. All right. What do you got? Okay. Well, for this one, this was one because I love horror so much. Where I really had a hard time uh, fighting my nostalgia versus what I think is actually a really good horror horror film. I mean, I had some nostalgia picks like arachnophobia and the frighteners bram stoker's Ooh. dracula by francis ford coppola which is i think underrated uh john carpenter's in the mouth of madness which i still think is great to this day i had the sixth sense on there as well but uh, it came down to the blair witch project and scream for me and ultimately it's the original scream by wes craven it reinvigorated the horror genre which at that point in the 90s was really flatlined as far as cinema was concerned. We had gone through the slasher era of the 80s, and then there was just nothing. Um, And then Scream reinvented it because it was smart. It had an interesting script. It really subverted the genre while also being a really great entry into the genre. Uh, It was legitimately scary at times. It had that classic opening scene with Drew Barrymore, which is still effective to this day. Uh, And so for me, the best horror film of the 90s, uh, even though it's not the scariest... The best horror film of the 90s is Scream. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, great. Pick. Haven't seen it. Oh, really? Oh, you should see it. You would wow. love it. I, I think you would love it. I really I do. haven't seen most of the horror movies of the 90s, I realized, while making yeah. this wow. list. Wow. I actually think this, now the sequels are not great, but the original one I think you would really enjoy. Okay. Yeah, and they're making Scream 5, uh, which will probably be terrible. Uh, Probably. <laughs> all right, April, what is your pick for best horror film, even though you haven't seen very many, you say? Yeah, I haven't seen very many, but I saw one, uh, at least. I literally was looking through like just lists of horror movies from the 90s. <laughs> I hadn't even heard of most of them. So anyway, but this film is actually really, really good, and I think this would make a top 10 horror film for me, list for me for of all time. And even though some people would argue if it's true horror, but whatever. That is The Silence of the Lambs. Sure. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Hard good. to argue with that pick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, clearly, it was high, high in my top 10. It's great. Uh, let's go to Tyler, uh, big horror connoisseur as well. So, uh, what, do, what do you have for best horror pick? So, for best horror film, I, I had a, a hard time with this one as well. I thought about a lot of different movies. I bet Chad also uh, had a difficult time with this one. Uh, knowing knowing how much he loves horror films, but as I was really thinking about what impacted horror in the 1990s, and actually what 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 I love to rewatch as well, because that's what this list is, right? Is trying to balance these two things um, uh, between like what's maybe objectively impactful and what is impactful to me. I went with Scream. Scream by Wes Craven is a movie that revolutionized what horror films were. It revitalized the the slasher film, which had been. Uh, you know, slowly and ironically dying over the past decade or so. It died a very slow, painful, agonizing death. But Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson breathed brand new life into the slasher genre for the 1990s. And, and, it, and uh, you know, of course, none of their imitators even came close to what they were trying to do. Things like I Know What You Did Last Summer or Urban Legends. But Scream absolutely just... Um, 
just set a new standard for what horror movies could be. It's, you know, it's a meta horror movie and uh, it, it knows exactly what it is. It, it, it takes Hitchcockian traits and, you know, it, it has a, a twist beginning instead of a twist ending. So, yeah, it's just, it's a movie that is so, it's so good. It's really funny. It made me want to watch and learn about more horror movies. It's, it's just a, a great film from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, he's right. I agree. He is right. That's three for four of us. Uh, I, I pick Scream as well. Nice. Yeah, All right. It, it's it's really phenomenal. It's really it really is just so great, so smart. Uh, deconstructs it without being cheesy. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's a great movie. April, you really should see it, and then let's have, all yeah. talk about it. I'll have to watch it for sure. Yeah, it's great. Nice. Has Beecher seen it? Do you know? I don't know. He's he hasn't seen a ton of horror films either, but he may have seen it. You guys should you him. should check it out, and then. Yeah. Then uh, come talk about it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to, we have two more left. We have best comedy film. All right. So, uh, so Chad, what's your favorite comedy film of the 90s? This one was also very tough for me because I was in college during a lot of these dumb comedies. And as one does in college, you adopt all of the quotes and all that stuff. So things like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective and Billy Madison and, you know, Happy Gilmore and all those were a part of our everyday language. Uh, But when I'm looking at movies like Clueless, I loved, uh, but it came down to two for me. One was Christopher Guest waiting for Guffman, which is brilliant nice. and stands oh, up today great. and is freaking fantastic. And the other is one that I absolutely adore and still can quote and and just love it. And that is Friday. Oh um, wow! Nice. I I love that movie and. I, my college buddies and I, a big group of us, we probably watched that movie. So this is a nostalgia pick, but it still stands up. It's still really hilarious. Uh, and so Dumb and Dumber is definitely on that list as well. But but for me, it, it's got to be Friday. Nice. Huh. All right, April. So, yeah, your number one was a comedy, but uh, you're not you're not choosing from that list. So what is your uh, second favorite comedy of Honestly, the 90s? Honestly, when, when I think of the 90s, I think of just comedies. I feel like. I watched more comedies from that decade than just about any other decade. Like, solid ones that are actually really funny. This was hard. Um, There's a million that I could put here. But I went with another hard pick. And I... I saw. I think I saw this movie a few years ago, so somewhat recent, and still laughed. So it held up. And it's really stupid, but I loved it. Um, It could also be a sci-fi film. And that is Galaxy Quest. Oh, oh yes. man! Yeah, so good. I forgot about Galaxy Quest. It's so funny. That is movie. one of my favorite movies. That would have that may have even made my top ten. I love that oh, movie. Wow! Yeah, what That's... a great pick. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a very solid pick. I, and that yes, that oh. would have been a sci-fi pick. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that is a great great movie funny and sweet and heartwarming i love that movie another one that people don't talk about enough it's like the more wholesome version of tropic thunder like a little bit like kind of in the same vein i could see that yeah i could see i could see the the relation there yeah for sure nice great pick all right uh tyler uh let's go back to his recordings here Uh, what is tyler's favorite comedy of the 90s so for the best comedy of the 1990s i went to a a comedy that is so quotable it's so fun it has a ton of of people who you know eventually would be 
uh, fairly big stars. I chose 10 Things I Hate About You, which is a retelling of The Taming of the Shrew by William Shakespeare. It's got Julia Stiles. It's got Heath Ledger, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, David Krumholtz. It's uh, uh, Gabrielle Union. It's got so many good uh, good stars right at the center of it, not to mention just great supporting cast. Allison Janney is in it as well. It's such a funny movie. The soundtrack is so 90s. It's it's so 90s, I, you know, I'm, I almost gag. But at the same time, it's got that nostalgia factor because I watched the heck out of it when I was in high school. So absolutely love 10 Things I Hate About You. It's a funny, funny, uh, eminently watchable and rewatchable film. Wow. It's a good pick. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely didn't expect that for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think we may, maybe it came up on a podcast not long ago. I remember talking about it not very long ago at some point. But uh, uh, yeah, I watched that for the first time like like six months ago, um, and and I really I was shocked at how much I enjoyed that. I really yeah, really good. liked that movie. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so for my pick, um, definitely some of the movies on my top ten, you, you, you might be able to call them comedies, but uh, probably my, the best true comedy of the 90s for me is Rush Hour. I, I just freaking love Rush Hour. I think it's hilarious. I think Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan are a perfect pair. I could just watch that movie so much. It's just so much fun. Uh, You're so, so there you right. Go. You're so that right. That is a great film. You're yep. so uh, right. All right. You understand the words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Love that movie. All right. Last one. Last category of the 90s. We are ending with our favorite action films of the 90s. Chad, what do you got? So, Daniel, let me just say this at the beginning, okay? I don't want you to yell at me. I feel like you've attacked me tonight quite a bit. And, you know, I've been gone quite a while. So I was hoping it. for a warmer reception. But uh, <laughs> in the action category, you have things that are great and iconic 90s action movies like Speed, True Lies, The Rock, you know, Independence Day, etc. All the Independence Day is probably sci-fi. But for me, it came down to two. One was The Fugitive, which is objectively the better film. But what I picked for best action movie, don't yell at me, is Rush Hour. (laughs) No, I will not yell at you. It's an action movie. It is. It's an action movie. So because I wanted to do another comedy up there, because it's the best comedy as well, I had to put Rush Hour down in action for everything you just said, because I love that movie. It's fantastic, and I can watch it a million times, and it's great. From an action standpoint, you know, the stunt work by Jackie Chan, it's it's just absolutely great. Yes. No, I would never yell at you for talking about Rush Hour. Absolutely. Great pick. All right, April, what's your favorite action film? Well, it's funny because I actually had Rush Hour for Best Action, but then I crossed it out for this other one. They were actually pretty close, um, but I think I love the one I'm about to say a little bit more, and it's still not not like a true action like The Fugitive is. It's probably in the same vein as Rush Hour, although also sci-fi, and that is Men in Black. Yes. yes. So good. The original, so great. It yeah. really is great. The OG that's yeah. a fantastic pick. Great movie. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. And all of the sequels are terrible. But anyway, that's a Black story. 3 is better than... Nah, yes, that's true. It's, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's not yeah. good. It's good if I'm There's being generous. There's still moments in the... Uh, yeah. I haven't seen the newest one. I but think Men in Black International is souring me on all the sequels, even, even more so it's, than that. Really, I still remember oof. somewhat enjoying the sequels. Obviously not as much, but still... Yeah. Like, they're still funny-ish. Two is, yeah. eh, two is whatever. It's not like trash, but it's not very good either. I did like either. three more than three two. Is, three is fine. Three is enjoyable. I enjoyed watching it. And then, honestly, Men in Black International, 
That's my terrible. goodness, it's that's terrible. Real bad. It is really terrible. Uh, but that is in the 2010s, so we are not talking about it now. Let's uh, move on to Tyler. What is your favorite action film, Tyler? So for my best action pick, if we were just to go by my top 10 list, I would have said Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I've already waxed poetic about that on my number nine choice. But for sake of discussion, I'm going to th- I'm going to say The Matrix is the best action movie of the 1990s. It it kind of revolutionized a lot of what we could do with uh, in a in an action movie. Um, it's it's kind of laughably still rated R if we're looking back on it. There's not other than there is a lot of action and I think there's a, a few swear words but there's almost no blood. It shouldn't be really that rated R according to our standards. But The Matrix man is a movie that just it, it just completely made us look anew at action movies. It's so exciting. The music is crazy. It uh you know, it remade Keanu Reeves a star. It just is it's a fantastic uh, just fun, high-octane thriller. It is so good. The Matrix is, I think, um, the best action movie of the 1990s. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think it is the best action movie of the 90s. That is my pick as well. Uh, I have I, a question. I, yes. Who do you think would win in a fight, Neo or John Wick? Uh, hmm. Neo, because John Wick is stuck in the Matrix. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah, nerded if they were un- the if they heck were, out of that were, question. If they were unplugged, <laughs> if they were unplugged, then John Wick John in the Wick, Matrix. I agree with Neo. that. I agree with that. Because Neo, Neo has no. If if he's not in the Matrix, he he he's just a computer dork. He and he can't fight anything. So right. if we're outside That's of the Matrix, true. then John Wick would murder him in two seconds. So I go. think we just turned into the geek card check there for we a second. We did. Wow, that was really, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was terrible. Uh, so, yeah, I, but that is my pick for action. I already talked about it because uh, it was my pick for sci-fi as well. And so I, I know I'm repeating myself here, but really it uh, it really set the stage for the new millennium as we went into uh, a new generation of, of uh, action films. So there you go. And I'm curious to see what Matrix 4 looks like, which uh, was filmed yeah. before COVID. Um, I'm honestly, I'm a little hesitant on it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It's the longest episode in history. All right. Yeah, this really was a very long episode. Uh, I mean, Tyler talked for about five minutes on every topic, so we can blame him (laughs) since he's not here. Uh, but uh, no, it was great. Uh, this was this was so. I love doing these. I love talking I about the decades, uh, reminiscing on so many good movies. So uh, so we'll see. I, it's getting harder and harder as we go back to the yeah. decades. But I'm I'm down to let's go all the way into the let's 1890s. Do the 80s. Let's you guys, do it. You guys can talk about Sunday morning cartoons or Saturday morning cartoons, <laughs> and I'll talk about movies. So it'll be great. So, great, great. So so uh, oh maybe we'll, maybe we'll uh, come back and do a best of the 80s here in the future. So, I mean, we don't have much else to talk about. Let's be honest. It's true. Uh, so oh, we gotta have some. Content. Yeah, it is sad. Uh, but let's end on a happy note. Guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us for our best of the 90s episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what your favorite films of the 90s are. Uh, let us know what we got wrong. Let us know how Groundhog Day is so not a sci-fi film. Uh, yes. We, we want to hear from you, uh, so follow us on social media. Like, rate, and subscribe. Please, it helps other people find us. We really appreciate it. All right, and with that, we will see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.